bed run a little bit there we got more important things going on in the studio than the show itself you're possessed i am high as a kite on life right now i've not seen you this amped up about anything like show wise never this is like a life bit we're doing since i took over he's never brought this kind of energy to our show once no this is the biggest thing in your world right now the steelers are oh oh and one so the calls are coming through the tweets are coming through the reaction's great it's fish in a barrel Meanwhile, our cheese teas, we all imitated Pittsburgh sports people, broadcasters, writers, the like, what have you. And it made us think, why not put up all of everybody's pictures in a studio for a media wall of fame? It is glorious. And it is glorious. And I want your suggestions because there's probably people we're leaving out. I'll put that up on Twitter in a couple of minutes here. Maybe Tom or Brian, if you want to put it up, and I can retweet it. Because we need suggestions. We're starting to run out, I think, maybe, kind of. Probably not, though. I am possessed. (laughs) <laughs> this is like me on Adderall in college. Here we go. Here we go. Here Who's we go. Who's your favorite one on the wall so far? I gotta go, Smizek. Well, I think, think Smizek honestly looks like he's just a like Bobo the Clown. If you would tell me that that's Bobo the Clown, just not in his makeup, that's what Smizek looks like right now. Well, there are a couple of really? people that I think broke <laughs> through the glass ceiling. Uh, Sally Wiggum was the first woman up on the wall, so that's important. Andrew Stocky, the first black man yeah. up on the wall, I think R- that's important. Richie Walsh was the second woman up on the wall. Whoa! What? Why is Paul Alexander on the wall? <laughs> Who put him? Who put there? him up there? <laughs> I like Paul though; he's a good guy. Brian Metz are alone on wall number two right now as we are bleeding over onto the second wall of the studio. Look, Metzer's a really nice guy, but I gotta, I gotta say, his picture little bit serial killer. Yes, little there bit. Are, there are a lot of mug shots up there. It looks there like there are. There really are. There definitely are. You know what we need to do once it's complete? We need to get a bunch of yarn and start connecting them up. Oh, who's yeah. feuded with who? Who's buddies with who? They were an investigation board. Give us your suggestions at underscore Adam Crowley. 412-922-2874. Once it's complete, but not before then, a picture shall be released to the masses. I think for Zuda in that DVE shirt, I think he's showing some chest hair. Iconic. That is a beautiful... Like, I want to grow up to be look that cool. Coming up in 15 minutes, that cool-ass-looking man... Oh, he's joining us to talk Steelers. I mean, seriously, that's the picture of cool. Like, if you said, hey, what's cool? I'd point right to that pursuit of picture. I got to say, Jason Mackey's photo is not following the rule of thirds, and it bothers me. <laughs> it is supposed to be a candid, but he's just smack dab in the middle. That ain't right. Yeah, that's. I think that's staged. I'm just calling it right now. Why is Fedco up there? <laughs> Val Porter, the other another woman on the wall. Nice. I almost said the other. We gotta we gotta get more women on here. I just realized Missy uh, Matthews. Sports media is a male dominated industry. And apparently. in Pittsburgh, a white male dominated <laughs> industry. My gosh. Let some women in. We gotta be better. The Stan Afro is pretty darn good too. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is just beautiful. Bob Labriola probably not happy with the way the Steelers defense played yesterday. He's up on the wall. I've talked about the Steelers' defense having pedigree. I'm wrong. 
The Steelers have spent a lot of high draft picks on defense, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're abundantly talented. I've caught myself in that trap before. To start the season, I said this Steelers defense has the potential to be good. They have the potential to make strides, potential this, potential that, growth here, growth there. And yes, that is true. There are guys who still have a lot of room to grow. I do question a little bit the potential. The scheme's a problem because they're trying to do a lot and not executing any of it properly. But do they have enough talent to work with? 412-922-2874. Tua and Hayward are great. Make no bones about that. TJ Watt is going to be great. I've seen enough out of him after year one and a couple of games in year two to think he's going to be a stud. Three sacks, first game of the season. They took one away. Bastards. Maybe they tried to give it to his brother, who has not been good. Yesterday, he pretty much causes the safety. He's a good player. Other than that, Bud Dupree was good last week, but he's got 15 and a half career sacks and 40 games as a first-round pick. He's serviceable, but that's not what you need your first-round pick to be. You need him to be more than serviceable. He's Jarvis Jones 2.0. Jarvis Jones could stop the run. Jarvis Jones can be part of your rotation, as can Bud Dupree, but neither of them have lived up to the billing of first-round picks. So there's a talent evaluation problem. Now, the thing about Dupree and Jones is both of those players were consensus first-round picks. So not only did the Steelers miss on it, a lot of people did. How about Artie Burns, a first-round pick? You comfortable with him? He was playing hurt yesterday. He's got turf, too. But he gave up the late touchdown reception to Tyree Kill, who just ran right by him. Now, Hill's good. He's going to do that to people. He's going to big play you. But Artie was a first-round pick. He's supposed to grow into a shutdown guy. Has he done that? Yes or no? No. He has four interceptions in 34 career games. I thought Sean Davis was good in game number one, but he wasn't good enough yesterday. He was a second-round pick. I have high hopes for him still. But the jury's still out on him because he's been moved from position to position, and it's just taken a lot of time here. Javon Hargrave, third-round pick. You're not going to hit on all those guys. He's just okay. Cam Sutton, a third-round pick. I have high hopes for him, but he was torched a couple of times yesterday, and then he came out of the game. Dupree, consensus first-round pick. Mocked to the Steelers. Mocked by just about everyone in the first round. Still hasn't lived up to it. That's a bust everyone missed out on. Burns was a reach, though, according to most people. Davis was a reach, though, according to most people. Edmonds was a reach, according to most people. Jury's still out on him. But the Steelers either haven't done well enough with the scheme to match the talent, or they haven't brought in good enough talent to match the scheme. Maybe it's both. What do you blame more? Talent evaluation? Or not good enough schemes? 412-922-2874. That's the number. We can all agree the defense ain't good enough. Maybe they miss Shazier more than they thought that they would. I wonder if Shazier was so good and masked so many flaws that the Steelers' defensive minds, Tomlin, Joey Porter, Keith Butler, didn't know that they had those flaws. I wonder if he was that good. Because Bostic covering Kelsey deep down the field, that just ain't going to work. And that's a scheme thing to me. It's cover two, Tampa two, which means the inside linebacker has to play way deep in the zone. It kind of looks like cover three, but it's with an inside linebacker. And they just big play him over the top with Travis Kelsey because Bostic can't cover him. 
That's a talent problem and a scheme problem. Vince Williams, we're talking about talent, seventh-round pick starting in your defense, was moved off the ball on the first play of the Chiefs' last drive and then was run over on the second play for a first down. The Steelers, according to my math, so take it with a grain of salt, have given up about 30 points per game without Ryan Shazier. Nah, it's not good. They gave up six against the Houston team that didn't want to be there. The Browns game at the end of the season was meaningless, really, to both teams. So in the games that have mattered, the Steelers are giving up about five touchdowns a game. Before Shazier was hurt last year, they were giving up 17 points a game. There were some not great performances mixed in there, too, but that is staggering. From 17 points a game to 35 in meaningful games, oh my god! I actually wonder if the Steelers evaluated their own defensive performances as better than they actually were because Shazier covered up for so many flaws. 412-922-2874. Every time I look over at Tom, he's laughing about the Wall of Fame. Every time. That's exactly what I'm laughing about. You nailed it. It's taken on a life of its own. Why is Ken Rice on there? <laughs> Where's Patrice King-Brown? Oh, no. If you've got Ken Rice, you got to have Patrice. Come it's on. early on in the wall creation. It, it, we'll get it all. Yeah, we can't get too mad about the omissions so far. Where's Brian? Wait a minute. Why am I not on there? There is no Brian. I'm on there. I'm in a best-dressed competition between me and Phil Borg. Yeah, you and Phil Borg wearing the same the... exact outfit. <laughs> this is same exact shirtless Tom. It is. This is before you went to college and discovered yourself yeah, in your later exactly. years. Before you realized you could take your shirt off. My picture is pre-cyst that's on my eyebrow, so that's good at least. Should the cyst itself, or the lipoma, whatever the hell it is we're going to find out on Wednesday with my MRI, should that have its own picture? Probably not. It's Hooray. a new member of the media. I think so. Yeah. It talks to me. I'm worried that we remove it. My powers are going to be gone. Uh, me too. I'm a big fan of you not removing it. I, you know, I mean, it's just a gamble you don't want to take. Yeah, plus it's just good content to see how big this thing can actually grow. Yeah, let's just go into it. Why don't you draw a little smiley face on Maybe it? Maybe you'll start, like, tipping over if it weighs too much. Yeah. Can it ever become the size of Kevin Gorman's head? No. Can anything ever become no. the size of Kevin Gorman's Can head? I, actually, I know Any I, planet has tried. I know we said we shouldn't get mad at omissions so far, but why was Gorman up there so fast? What was that about? It's I great. don't think Chris think knows the media scene that I well. No, Gorman was up there way too fast. He I was think, up there with like the likes of Stan and I Legend. think it was solely because of his big head. It just looked good. Stuck out. Yeah, it just looked like it was aesthetically pleasing. The big noggin. Coming up next, a member of our distinguished Wall of Fame, Mike Pursuta from the DVE Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network to break down the catastrophe that was yesterday's performance at home. It's a big head. It's huge. Pursuta's head's just fine. No, Pursuta's got a great head. He's next. Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Uh, we got to earn tomorrow. That's French. <laughs> That's yeah. your French. Yes. <laughs> we, me, 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 woo, poo, poo. Those are very good French. I agree. That was excellent. So good. I could do right, Kogutis. <laughs> the Flyers going to win. We are going to earn tomorrow. Adam Crowley. It's not even funny. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers are 0-1-1. One one. 
The one at the end was to the Cleveland Browns. Unacceptable! 42 points allowed at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Unacceptable! And now I see on social media, guys like Madden are saying, you gotta sit AB down for a game. You gotta suspend him. Now I'd like my nose to remain firmly planted in the middle of my face, please. I gotta win that one coming up on Monday night. Joining us now to discuss is our buddy from the DVE Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network. It's Mike Pursuta. What's going on, buddy? You know, I got to tell you, Adam, uh, I was listening before the break, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Whenever I worry that my head might be too big, I go hang around Gorman. <laughs> I thought you were about to dive into a serious Steelers take there. Crowley, you were spot on. No, but nobody's head's the size of Gorman's. Maybe Casey Hampton, but no close second. Yeah, that's a, that's a melon, man. That is That is profound. It's a big dome. I want to know, Mike, and we talked about this a little bit today on your show, the DVE Morning Show, how much you think the offense had to do with this loss? I think they needed to hold serve a little bit better than they did. I know they scored 37 points, but there are key moments in the game where I don't think they did enough. Yeah, I would agree. And particularly, you know, looking at Kansas City against uh, the Chargers in week one, it was a pretty small sample size. But Philip Rivers threw for 424 yards, and if his receivers could catch, he'd have thrown for 624. I mean, there were people open all day, everywhere, all over the field. I thought that was a game the Steelers were really going to light it up. You know, 37 points is pretty good, but it wasn't good enough on that day. I just think there are going to be games. Uh, New England comes to mind. I'm sure there will be others where you're not going to be able to look at the defense and say, hey, you guys got to hold these guys 24, 20, 17 points. That's not going to cut it. Uh, I think the offense and the special teams were uh, culpable. Was it a 33, 33, 33% even split? I don't know, but I do think that uh, the defense should not be expected to go out there and hold anybody to 10 based on the way the game is being played and the way the defense is deployed right now. It's just They're still searching and groping for an answer to the Ryan Shazier dilemma, and they haven't found it yet. They haven't, and we'll get to the defense more in depth in a few minutes here. Uh, as for the Steelers' offense, 3-3 three, three and outs to start the game. You've got to let your defense settle in there, and they didn't do a good enough job of it. Possess the ball for a little bit. Make some uh, move towards their goal line, please. Uh, don't miss a field goal, too. That would be helpful. Uh, the other thing that bummed me out, if I'm a Steelers fan, Mike, is that with four minutes and 30 seconds left in the game, James Conner had a big run, and it then took eight more plays for the Steelers to punch it in the end zone. Had they punched it in prior to the two-minute warning, I think you've got a different end of the ball game, but they weren't able to do that either. Yeah, and again, that's you know, there's some offensive culpability. I mean, it, it it takes you how long it takes you to score. They had to make sure they scored there, but uh, another area where maybe the offense could have held up its end a little better. I, uh, I I think the games vary from week to week. The challenges vary from week to week. I don't think you can look at it and just say, well, you know, 32 points or better, that's enough that the offense did its job. Uh, I'm, I'm real curious to see how Kansas City plays the rest of the year because I think the Chiefs are going to score a ton of points, and I think people are going to score a ton of points on them. Uh, they're they're going to be a fun team to watch, put it that way. They will. Who owns the Chiefs, Mike? Well, not the Steelers. Mike... Corporation, what do you care? You get your check. Hey, what's like? <laughs> Mike Brazuta joining us here on the Crowley Show. Okay, flipping now to the defensive side. Is it personnel? 
Is it scheme? Are the players good enough? Are they just not being put in a position to succeed? What is the overarching problem there? I think it's personnel. Um, I, I think they have a black hole at inside linebacker. They don't have anybody that can play in the sub package to be on the field when he might have to cover somebody and be effective consistently. That's a big problem. Uh, they've got a run defense problem also, which is their biggest problem. Uh, until they get that solved, uh, they're not going to be able to do anything about the other problems. But the, the one, two things about the defense. Number one, I came out of the first game relatively encouraged. And I don't know that, you know, yesterday was a bad performance. I don't know if it was a referendum on that's as good as those guys can do. Tough opponent, hot day. They screwed up. Uh, let's see if they can do a little bit better. Uh, moving forward, as Mike Sullivan likes to say. Uh, and number two, we have not seen very much of the much ballyhooed seven defensive backs dollar defense. Uh, you know, assuming they can get healthy enough to deploy it for any length of time, are they going to get to the point where they decide that having seven DBs on the field makes more sense than yeah. having Vince Williams and John Bostic on the field? That's got to at least be in a conversation right now. Yeah, it has to be. And I wonder, did they think that Vince Williams was better because Shazier was playing alongside him? Did they think that they didn't have as many defensive problems as maybe they did because Shazier was kind of a fix-all for a lot of those things? I don't know. We've gotten a pretty good look at him since. Um, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but I know what I think I'm saying. And it's you not good what? enough. Yeah, it's not good enough. That's Again, the offense has got to... And, and you know... It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt the defense to play from ahead either. Now, that didn't work out sure. so well in Cleveland, but part of the reason it didn't work out so well in Cleveland is the offense fumbled the ball and allowed the Browns to return it to the one-yard line. Uh, you know, maybe that game plays out a little differently if it's the Steelers that jump up 21 to nothing. Uh, they're certainly capable of that kind of stuff. They scored 21 points in a row. They just did it when they were chasing the game. Second half, same thing. They wind up chasing the game. Hard to play that way and win. Are they undisciplined, Mike? I don't think so. Chiefs have 12 penalties, too. They've committed one penalty more than uh, their opponents. Uh, a lot of penalties being called in a lot of games around the lake. I don't know if people have heard about that or not. They've changed the way they're officiating and everybody's adjusting. Uh, I thought Mike Tomlin made a good point last week when he said he gauges the penalty thing relative to that day's opponent because games are called differently from week to week by different crews. Mike Pursuta from the DV Morning Show, I agree with you. Joining us here on the Crowley Show, let's talk about the special teams. Ooh, uh, the kicker missed a game winner, first game against Cleveland. He misses a kick in this game, misses an extra point in this game. It's huge because, hey, you need those points. Uh, it's also big, I think, because if the kicker's inconsistent, and I don't know if we're at this point yet, but if the kicker's inconsistent, then you don't have faith in him. So if it's fourth down on the... 33-yard line, do you kick the 48-yard field goal, the 50-yard field goal, or do you go for it? I think it makes everything harder for the coaching staff, uh, and I think it's a big, big deal for this team now moving forward. Uh, no question. You know, Chris Boswell was a big deal for the Steelers last year. Keith Butler talked in the springtime. I think he was just trying to calm down uh, what he was maybe perceiving to be grandiose expectations. He said, hey, we won five games with a late field goal last year. Now, he exaggerated by one, but his point was difference between 13-3 and 8-8, eight and eight, a bunch of field goals at the end of the game or in overtime. It's not like the Steelers were this dominant team that kicked everybody around the field, even with Ryan Schiff here. Uh, 
they need to make those kicks. It's sick, you know. What if he made the one in Cleveland? You feel a hell of a lot better about one and one right now, don't you? Oh, I think so. Uh, and now whenever you're searching for your first win going into week number three, I think it's a much different pressure than being one and one and not having played that well, but still feeling, okay, we've got that first win under our belt. And I think it changes a lot of thinking. Mike Pursuta joining us from the DV Morning Show, Steelers Radio Network. You can catch him on the pregame show two hours before every single Steelers game. Monday night they take on Tampa Bay. Mike, uh, two coaching uh, questions for you. Should the Steelers have gone for it down seven with two minutes to go in the third quarter. It was a fourth down and seven from their own 44. Yeah, probably. I I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think the defense was uh, pretty well on display by that point, and uh, they needed all the points they could get. Yeah, I probably would have gone for it, absolutely. By the same token, onside kick then or no? Well, with the, I didn't think it was as big a deal because they had the three timeouts. Yeah. Um. It's a huge roll of the dice that the defense could get it bring it out, but probably a little more likely to recover an onside kick, particularly in this in this new uh, world order of kickoffs. I know some people tweeted at me this morning that the Giants converted an onside kick last night. Hey, good for the Giants. Uh, I, I don't know if those have become a lot less likely, and they weren't very likely before. I suspect they have. I, I just if you can't stop a, a couple of runs from a team that's in a running formation and everybody in the stadium knows they're going to run the ball at that point in the game. You've got, you got issues beyond decision-making on uh, whether to go for it or not, whether to onside kick it or not. Daniel McCullers in there at the end of the game to try to stop that run, and I think it's eight yards on the first carry, then Vince Williams gets rolled over on the second carry. That's so frustrating because all you really need from the defense, just go out there and make – couple of plays. Make three plays, get him off the field, and you've got an opportunity. I would have loved to see the offense get that chance because I think that there's a good chance they'd have scored. That would have been fun to watch. All you needed to do in, in yesterday's game if you're the defense is make one play, uh, and, and they weren't able to do that. That might be the most frustrating thing. Yeah, one more, I would say, Adam. I mean, that's it's funny. Uh, well, I think it's funny. They probably don't think it's funny, but <laughs> Sam Hayward had talked about this up at St. Vincent in training camp, and uh, we got around to talking about the Super Bowl and that avalanche of yards and points, and how the Eagles basically made one defensive play at the end. Right. They got, they got the strip sack of Brady, and, and Hayward talked about kind of having to retrain your thought process as a defensive player. That you know you can't get frustrated when you're giving up yards and points because pretty much everybody's going to give up yards and points. You have to be ready to make that timely play when the situation presents itself. And, they made one of those when they got the safety. They made another one of those when Hayward forced the fumble. They were dead in the water then. That extended the game. But they needed to put a couple downs together to get the ball back for their offense. Uh, had they done that, uh, they'd be taking a lot less crap than they're taking today, and they're going to continue to take all week, I'm sure. Last thing for you, Mike. There is a social media outcry, as ironic as that is, to suspend Antonio Brown I think he's too far gone. I don't think there's really anything you can do to change the guy. So I want him out on the field playing football on Monday night, or else you risk going 0-2-1 with Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington maybe being your two primary receivers. I don't think you can cut off your nose to spite your face. No, I mean, if it's over a couple of tweets, um, I, I, listen, I think he acts like a child. I think he's got issues. But it doesn't seem to show up on the field. Uh, what were his transgressions yesterday? Yelling at uh, a coach or two, 
and then blowing off the media. Not, you know, now's not the time to penalize the team. And I don't know if it would do any good anyway at this point, Adam, to be quite honest with you. What's the, uh, the cliched uh, analogy is that you can't get a toothpaste back in the tube. Yep. I've never actually tried to do that. I don't think it would be very easy. Um, you know, keep throwing them the ball and, and uh, hope you complete a few more of them. Tomorrow's cheese teas, putting the toothpaste back in the tube. We'll make it happen. Uh, Mike, really appreciate the time, buddy. Uh, we'll try to get you away from Gorman's fat mug over here, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, I never sit behind Gorman in a press conference. Has Gorman ever been in a press conference? Oh, he's in a lot of press conferences. Oh. He seems to be in front of me. He's got the big squash. You can't, you can't see the guy at the podium. I just took a totally unnecessary, uninformed shot at Kevin Gorman right there, and I don't care. It's my show. Thanks, buddy. That's Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show. They had me on for two hours today because I'm a huge deal. In fact, I think we should put my head up on the Wall of Fame twice. How many times are you going to tell us that you've been on the DVE Morning Show today? Did you know that this morning I had a couple of cups of coffee sitting right across from the big guy? You were right there with uh, the big Randy, huh? I was right there. I was Randy for Randy, baby. Nice. It's like a professional show and stuff down there. They have like seven mics in that room, man. Jeez. And Pursuta. We've got two working ones. Yes, that's what I told him. I said, we've got one here at ESPN Pittsburgh. Well, that's not fair because that one kind of half works. I want to put both of them on at the same time, but we'll do that at a later point. <laughs> Why? I want to make sure they we'll work. just do it now then. Do it now, Tom. Let's see if it works. Put both microphones on. Oh, oh it my God. It it's louder. the power they... of Crowley. Wait a minute. So you're, you're on with the DV morning show and all of a sudden our mic is fixed? Yeah. Wow. Coming up next. We're like important now. It's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. And trust me, I was on the DV morning show today. It's the Crowley show. The Adam Crowley Show. Brought to you by the Erector Protector, protecting your junk since 2016. If you want to keep the bang out, yo wang, you need Erector Protector. Available at Walgreens, CBS, and Arby's. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The Guiltless Podcast tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I don't know what's more annoying. The Steelers this year or your show? Man, you are annoying. Good one, bro. Let's take a look behind the scenes at Mr. Guiltless Podcast. Experts on nothing who just won't stop talking. Also, giant fans of Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, maybe there's something to this then. <laughs> they might actually be funny. Damn it. I hope, they don't, I hope that they don't mean that ironically. They've got three followers and one like... One of them is Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm on it. <laughs> no, it's Maynard J. Keehan. Many thanks to those of you who saw right through this despicable false claim that only does damage to the Me Too movement. Okay, great. Get out of here, the Guiltless Podcast. Mm-hmm. Took it there, didn't you? Uh, what the hell? Yeah, bite me. I, accident- I think Dale sent me an audio message by mistake. It is one second long, and I will not play it while we were on the air just because God only knows what he said. I say play it. I'm playing it. Okay. All right. Get this very right close like. to the speaker here. Please play. It said something about Fat Jack. Wow, that was great radio. Well, we yeah. tried. That Should was... I bring both microphones over like the end of last segment? Okay, here that we go. Was a, that was a total bit fail right there. It might be a swear word, but we... let's play it. All right, here we go. Where's what do you mean? It might be a swear word and you're still playing it. Well, 
It's not going to be Swerver. Is he going to... Don't know, said something instead of Fat Jack. We'll 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 break you the no, news as it becomes available to us. Wow, that was a stellar, stellar bit. Yeah, I waited my whole life to get into radio just for a day like. You know this. what? You go on the DVE morning show for two hours one time and look at what you now. You think you're such a star. You're coming in with these hilarious bits. Yeah, I mean, look, Crowley. Like those guys are professionals. Like they know what they're doing. To you, it may look like they're just doing it off the cuff, but they're planning this stuff out like a real show. You can't take what they do to this show and then pretend like, oh, look, it's easy. Randy did it. No, we got to plan this stuff out, Crowley. Otherwise, bits fall in their face like that one just did. This Monday, I was on the DVE morning show for two hours. We know. Next Monday, the Guiltless Podcast. <laughs> the career fall from grace will be precipitous, and it will not be good. We'll be sign, signing old memorabilia at the Red Lobster the week after that. At least my picture's on the wall of fame. Yeah, what the hell, Tom? How is this on me? Because Chris is I'm your problem. I'm not the wall of fame gatherer of pictures. Chris is your problem. You've been you've been corresponding with Chris to get us these pictures. Has he still seriously not gotten your There's, picture yet? There's freaking KDO's on the wall. Yeah, I mean, all these people are on the wall, and I'm not on the all wall. Right, I'm, I'm going to go take how care How is right Jerry now. Dulac on the show I work on? How is he on the wall that we helped create before I am? This is serious disrespect. You guys know we're getting a new employee in tomorrow, don't you? A good one. You guys all know this, right? I'm not worried. Chris uh, should be uh, worried. He's the one that should be worried. You're He's the one that's worried. not getting your picture. I've told him 25 times. Well, I'm looking around, and I don't see Chris. If Tom hits the Tom. right button in three seconds, he does not get fired and the gets replaced by Wes. All right. I'm good with that. What time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. I mean, imagine A.B. if his picture wasn't on the website for the Steelers. Dude Woo! would be pissed. Wait a second. Brian's saying he's the A.B. of the show. I am wow. the I am the A.B. of the show. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I yeah. guess I'd be Ben. Yeah. I'm slanging the rock. Tom's probably James Conner. He's good, but... Not yet proven himself. <laughs> but doing a hell of a job of trying. Has stupid himself. hair. I think I'm Tomlin. I have no reason why. I just think I'm Tomlin. You can't be Tomlin. There are multiple reasons why that doesn't compute. One huge one. A big black hole. Vontae Davis retired at halftime. What? Woo! The Bills have given up 78 points in two weeks. They've lost both games. Their rookie quarterback stinks. The guy that they thought was good enough to start ahead of the rookie quarterback went to Pitt, and he stinks. 11 for 33 in his NFL career with seven interceptions and no touchdowns for Nathan Peterman. And Vontae Davis said, you know what, mother bleepers? I'm out of here. I can't do it. And honestly... I don't blame him at all. I mean, do you guys blame him? How could you? That's the worst team in football, and you're considering the end of your career. You might as well just get the hell out of Dodge. See you later. You don't need me. You can't stop a nosebleed with or without me. You're not going to win games with or without me. I'm going to take my paycheck and go home. Oh, wait. Emily gets to keep his paycheck. The Browns, they lost. They missed a kick at the end of the game to tie it. Missed a 44-yarder earlier in the game. Missed an extra point that 
would have put them up 19-18 late in the game. The Browns aren't good, but they're pesky, though. They're a couple of special teams plays away from being one of the few undefeated teams in football. If the Steelers don't block that kick in overtime and they make the extra point and then make another kick at the end of this game, they're 2-0, they're atop the division, and we're having the discussion because this is the NFL, are the Browns for real? This is the best time of the NFL season, I think. I don't know if the Broncos are good, they're 2-0. I know the Bills are bad. We'll eliminate some teams from playoff contention tomorrow. It's going to be a new Tuesday feature that doesn't get sponsored on this show. I know the Colts aren't good. I know the Cardinals aren't good. Are the Jags good? I know they beat the Patriots. But that offense stinks. Oh, Tom says no. Are you sold on the Jaguars? Bortles was looking like the boat yesterday. That's all I got to say. 300 plus yards, four TDs. What's the boat? The best of all time. I thought we said goat, the greatest of all time. That's Brady. Bortles is the boat. Oh, he's the boat? Yes. Blake Bortles always sounds like you say his name underwater, so I assume that the boat is the that's proper terminology. Good connection. Yes. Yes, I said it. I did DVE this morning. Are the Jags the team to beat in the AFC? I'd have to say yes now. I was kidding before. They're a good football team, and I thought they'd be bad. I'm, a, I'm buying in two weeks in, baby. The Jags, they're purring. They're for real. Beat the Patriots by a whisker. If they're not the team to beat in the AFC, who is? Because they just beat the Patriots. The Steelers are 0-1-1. Is it the Chiefs? No, don't you shake your head yes, Tom. Don't you shake your head yes, Tom. No, Tom, seriously, it's a it's an audio medium. you got to say something here. I think it's the Chiefs or the Chiefs. Their as you defense put it. sucks. Is it Jags, Chiefs, 1A, 1B, Patriots a little bit behind? Is that how the AFC hierarchy is shaping out right now? Wow. Steelers and Browns tied for the basement? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Houston looks pretty bad. They might be eliminated tomorrow. The Titans are hit or miss. I don't want to buy into Kansas City so early because I think their defense is going to be one of the worst in the entire league by the end of the season, but their quarterback is impressive, and I don't think we've spent enough time on this show today because of all the negativity surrounding the Steelers game talking about Pat Mahomes. The first game of the season, he's 15-27, 236, something like that, couple tutties, and it was... A good performance, not a great performance. Yesterday was a great performance. He set his feet in the pocket. He went through his progressions. He was able to get it to the check down if need be. And I didn't think he could do it all from the pocket. I thought he lived and thrived whenever he got to break the pocket and make plays improvising and show off that strong arm. But he really ran that West Coast offense. I loved him last year coming out. You guys know Big 12 Pride. Represent. Dove V hashtag. Two weeks. Bring it on, Red Raiders. I believe in him, and I believed in him last year. I think he's going to be a stud, but he will have his ups and downs this year. That defense does not allow for many downs. Ryan Fitzpatrick, after two weeks, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Nobody laugh. NFL MVP leader? No, come on! He went to Harvard. I think the Steelers are in for a tough one on Monday night. He's thrown for 400 yards in two games. Yeah, eight touchdowns, one interception. This guy is the second coming. He looks like Jesus, if Jesus were white. He's the second coming. This is as good as he's played. And if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when Jameis Winston comes back, I'm already not playing him. 
I'm already going with football Jesus. I'm already going with Ryan Fitzpatrick and what he wore after the game. Looking a fool. Who else is in the conversation? Pat Mahomes, right? The wide receiver for the Saints has 24 catches already through two, two weeks. I think he deserves to be in the conversation. But Ryan Fitzpatrick right there. Two weeks. If the season ended today, as they say, he would be my NFL MVP. Who are the best teams in the league? Rams? Vikings? Yes? I know the Vikings tied. They are 1-0-1. I like the tie thing, two in a row. We'll get to that in a second. But I love that defense, and they've got themselves a quarterback. Threw for four touchdowns yesterday. Looked good doing it. And yes, they weren't able to beat the hobbled Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but that was a home game for the Pack. You still put up 29 points. I'm feeling really good if I'm them. I think they're one of the best two teams in football. Then the Rams, they did what you're supposed to do against bad teams. What the Steelers couldn't do week one against the Browns, they brought the funk to the Arizona Cardinals. My personal power rankings have the Rams and Vikings tied for first. Is that allowed? They're both undefeated. Back to ties. I like them. They're rare enough where it's cool. Soccer, they happen all the time, so you have a really good chance of going to a game and not seeing a victor. In the NHL, before, they happen far too frequently for my liking. In the NFL, they happen once in a blue moon. Two weeks in a row doesn't mean you got to stop that whole thing. That's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! What's gotten into me today, man? I'm feeling great. You are, man. I'm on a high. You a little spring in your step? Where the hell's Chris with the rest of these pictures to put up on the wall? They're they're right here. They're hot off the press. Chris, I better be in this Yeah, pile. is Brian in that one? Go back and get Brian. Are you kidding me? I've well, told you ten times. Thank you, Tom. The only no! way that Brian is going to be in the pile is if it's a steaming pile. Why are you still here? Thanks. Chris, go. Of, of poop. Th- thanks. It's a weird shot to take. Coming up next. What? My Steelers prediction from the start of the season is looking very good right now. And all y'all who said I was dumb, you're wrong. Poop, Brian. Why the hell am I not on this freaking wall? Poop. It's a Crowley show.